0: Welcome to the official Ronnie Landis podcast show, where you learn to upgrade the human experience through natural nutrition, lifestyle design, and consciousness engineering. This is no ordinary health or personal growth podcast, and Ronnie Landis is definitely no ordinary host. Get ready to receive your upgrade in all you believed was possible, starting now. Greetings everyone, Ronnie Landis here and welcome to another edition of the official Ronnie Landis podcast show. I am so, so excited to bring to you another epic, incredible breakthrough episode that is going to take all of us through a journey of what it means to be a conscious, creative and compassionate human being. And I could not be more excited to share this particular episode with all of you. Before we jump into it, I want to just say that I am the founder of the Holistic Health Mastery online certification program, this is my online holistic nutrition program that has really compiled all the years of my in-depth research, all the education that I've done all around the world actually at this point, all the stuff that I've laid out for the internet, everything that I've really I've really dug into over all the years of my Intense study. It's really compiled mostly in this course. That's the Holistic Health Mastery Program. And we have hundreds of students from all over the world that are getting so much value, so much life transformative value and service out of this program. And I invite you to seek more information about this program. If it resonates with you, you can find that at HolisticHealthMastery.com. I also want to let you know that my brand new book of the same title, The Holistic Health Mastery Program, is now out there. And this is one incredible book. It's It's been over about a seven-year journey that I've compiled this book together. It makes an incredible companion for the course, but you don't have to be in the course to get tremendous value out of it. You can simply order this book on Amazon.com, the Holistic Health Mastery Program, and I guarantee that you will get gemstones of wisdom, insight, and incredible practical strategies to up-level your life and your health in every single way imaginable. So again, you can get that book at Amazon.com, the Holistic Health Mastery Program. And I would really, really love it if once you get the book and you've gone through it, if you could just leave me a review on Amazon.com, that would be incredible. I'd love to get your feedback and that will help get the book out to more and more people out there. So let's jump into today's episode. Today's interview is with a very, very dear friend of mine, Layla Love. Layla Love is, I would say, one of the world's most progressive artists and photographers that has literally worked with some of the most well-noted uh, you could call them celebrities or just thought leaders and luminaries all over the world. I mean, incredibly, per, uh, incredibly impressive catalog of human beings that she's worked with and that she continues to work with every single day. And what a lot of people may not know is that Layla Love was actually my roommate in Kauai for quite some time. And we shared incredible space together, had constant conversations about the nature of consciousness, about the nature of reality, about self-improvement, about health, about the power of art and how the power of art can really shape our consciousness for creating more of an inspired space to live our life and to create solutions for a lot of the problems that we face in our world. And this conversation is so unique. It's almost hard to encapsulate it with a few notes. Um, But what I will say is that this interview will leave everyone who listens to it awestruck in the beauty of the world that we live in the realities of some of the struggles and challenges that we face in our world both microcosmically and macrocosmically the big picture collectively and also the big picture individually for what our lives can be like when we take that step and that that big keeping step, if you will, into the unknown, into the mystery, and allow life to shape the destination for us, and essentially to find our purpose in life. Such an incredible conversation. Um, there's a lot I would love to really say about this, but I will not go into too much detail, because all we're going to do is simply go right into the interview. I simply want to let you know that Before you dive into this, take a moment to take a deep breath to become very aware and mindful of the space that you're holding right now because this conversation was largely about how we can create a space within ourselves, within our daily life to create more intention for the things that we want to create in our world, and how being mindful of the space that we're already occupying in can either deter, deter us from our path or bring us into dynamic alignment. And we're just an incredibly passionate conversation with. An incredibly passionate and forward-thinking human being such as Layla Love makes a conversation like this so magnificent. I'm honored to be able to share this with all of you, and I know that you're going to get gemstones of wisdom and insight from this that are going to leave you inspired, motivated, and give you tools for creating the masterpiece of your life. So without further ado... Allow me to introduce to all of you my good friend, Layla Love. Enjoy. Layla Love is a photographer who has traveled the circumference of the earth many times over. She has explored the juxtaposition between rich and poor. She was a student reporter for CNN, has worked as a UN and Goodwill Youth Ambassador, has spoken at the United Nations Women's Summit Council, supporting their He for She program, and has worked in West Africa and Eastern Europe directly with victims of sex trafficking. Her photography has been showcased worldwide, including the White House, Paris Photo, and Art Bazaar, the world's largest art show. She has had over 100 showcases with world-renowned artists such as Basquiat, Andy Warhol, Robert Mapplethorpe, Pablo Picasso, and many, many others. As a sociologist, a woman, and a person who believes in the art of living, Your goal has been to illustrate and immortalize both the boundary dwellers and the change makers. Exploring the need as a woman to both retreat into a sense of hibernation, mystery, and awe in practical terms, Love has explored meditation, tantric practices, and sensory development through a global spectrum of traditions designed to uphold and propel the female spirit into the center of human discourse. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. It's so amazing to be here. What a pleasure and
0: an honor yeah well the honor is definitely mine it's about time that we got you here on this podcast and we explored the world of Layla Love brilliant Ronnie Landis Uh, um, I want to read this this quote that Gloria Steinem gave you I think it's amazing and to come from such an amazing person is pretty incredible so I want to read this for everyone listening this is directly from Gloria Steinem Layla Love is an artist in all of the best senses of that word, in love with and filled with the energy of life, from suffering through miracles. Her work is universal and unique at the same time. You will always know it's hers and your own. Well, wow. It's an incredible testimony. What, what is your work?
1: I think my work is primarily as a media maker a weaver of art and word mixing journalism and photography so it's more based on the art of living rather than a medium Mm -hmm. however I would be classified primarily as a photographer
0: okay interesting and knowing you the way I do and just reading your bio it's clear to everyone that You've, you've crossed many different boundaries, many different cultural, socioeconomic um, boundaries and, and many other gender boundaries and the work that you do and what you're really passionate about and how that kind of is, I guess how that's um, directed through your photography, which I find really interesting and it seems to be really unique in your world, in, in the art world and from all the stuff that you've told me about that. So, you know, what... what to you, what is the art of life that you're trying to convey in your your photography?
1: Um, I am working towards moving between the micro and macrocosm, so that it's always stretching a spectrum and like bringing that three D perspective into two D. So it's a mm-hmm. con condensing it's like a simplification of something far greater than i can comprehend bringing it down into the 2d realm and um right now i'm working on a publication called the rise of the butterfly and so that's taking three tiers of photography one that's like Dark intense facing all the growing shadow elements of ourself and then illuminating the innovation of transformation and then building an architecture for a closer to utopian or functioning world. So mm-hmm. for me, I believe that um, the art of living is really to pair each action with purpose so that everything that we're doing as it serves our own evolution also serves the whole so that we're Mm -hmm. able to act super locally being on our personal evolution and integration. And I find that endlessly fascinating realm of, um, personal development. And that's why it's been such a joy to co-create with you in these ways because Mm -hmm. I'm inspired by, your work um, in that field of evolution on a personal sense and then bridging that with a global understanding and so I guess it's the art of gratitude at every step Mm. of the way really because to even have the resources to be able to be listening to this like if your ears find this it means that you're one of the luckiest people in the world despite anything you may feel like in yourself, So it's about rising out of our own personal despair into our, our privilege to be alive and to impact each other's existence in, in beautiful ways. Mm.
0: Yeah, and, and that's something that you know from your own experience in, in traveling around the world and all the different missions that you've been on. Um, I find it interesting because... It's so true, right? Like if you are able to listen to a podcast like this, you have more than potentially most people in the world. And we're so insulated from that. We don't really see the, the, I guess, the juxtaposition of the rich and poor and don't really realize that no matter where each one of us is at in our life, relatively speaking, comparatively speaking, we have more than most people in the world.
1: Yeah, and it's that beautiful realization and gratitude. And at the same time, I think it's really important to validate that um, just as there are so many things to deal with on a global level, there are also so many things to deal with on a personal Mm -hmm. level. So Mm -hmm. those things are equally real. Mm -hmm. It's like there's not one or the other. It's not just be a martyr or just be self-indulged like both you know don't work
0: (laughs) right we don't have to be on the extreme right Right. we can have global consciousness and be anchored into our own life
1: and we're all indigenous people we're all Mm. of this earth we're all here to celebrate how beautiful and magical and incredible it is and can be and like Mm. right now where we are over this waterfall like to have reached moments of living out the best case scenario like Mm. that gift allows you the strength to power forward but I think you're given those gifts as your mission becomes more altruistic Mm. Like, like I see the magic of the world opening in all different places that you could never imagine and that beauty and that reverence and that like humbleness that we can have just allows for for change organically and alchemically
0: Mm-hmm. So that's
1: what I celebrate, you know?
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm just taking a second to take all that in. Um, you know, thinking about magic and thinking about creating a space for magic to grow. Uh, you know, oftentimes, I know for me sometimes and for a lot of people in the world, we are praying to God for a miracle, you know, when we feel like we need it, when we're at the, we're at the kind of our, our rope's end, and maybe we actually are the people that got us there in that circumstance. And so at that final moment, um, in desperation, oftentimes we pray for a miracle to kind of bail us out. Right. Right. Um, without realizing like how we played a part in that. And then we actually have the power to create a space for a miracle to come in opposed to necessarily... Um, you know, doing the same things that we did that might not have been paired with our real purpose um, that put us in an uncomfortable situation where we now need to like kind of let our ego go, let our pride go, whatever the case is. And um, again, like kind of be the space um, for the miracle that we're looking for. Um, Yeah, I'm curious what your thoughts are about that. Like, I'm really thinking about what you said about pairing our, our our you know um, pairing our purpose together with our actions
1: right um, I mean it's like yesterday how we were speaking to you um Starting to be of service to the tigers and mm. to create an animal sanctuary and to raise a tiger and to have that purpose that's bigger than your own mission. Like, we as humans right now, listening to this, have access to all these superfoods and And we should use them. That's part of the magic is that these, like, elements are coming from the Andes. These crystals are coming from the earth. We have all these tools of, like, mana and power and richness. And the magic is really just, like, harmonizing the resonant field around you, right? So every how you do anything being how you do everything. Mm. So the magic is, it's not like, it's like saying, Mm -hmm. oh, they overnight fame it's not overnight fame and it's not overnight magic either
0: like Mm -hmm.
1: it's from building a foundation and slowly up leveling day by day like being willing to go from your raw despair moments and and build instead of Mm -hmm. go deeper so it's like either spiraling up or down and the magic is is to spiral up
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i love that i'm I'm curious um what is I'll say it like this. Um, You have an incredible... uh, I I don't want to compartmentalize it. I don't want to sound like it's like I'm putting you in a box or something. But, like, you have an incredible... A list of friends in your life, like real friends, not like associates or affiliates, like real friends that are, that are very world renowned in their own world and their own, you know, field of work. And I just find that really fascinating. I always look at people and then I look at their, the extensions of those people and not just the work they're doing, but also the, um, the relationships they have. Right. And, and, um, Regardless if someone's famous or not, that's just a byproduct. But I find it interesting as an expression of who that person is. So I'm curious, um, through through your relationships and, and your professional and personal interactions, what are some of the, the, I guess, like lessons or insights that you've learned for yourself from being around so many like high empowered people?
1: Hmm. Um, I've learned that life can be really, really, really good if you let it. And <laughs> that, like these people are truly living extraordinarily beautiful lives, like rich in purpose and nutrients and like they're serving humanity. So it's the people that I've been drawn to collaborate with and connect with and be friends with and have had the honor of spending years for forging these relationships over time and not for any other reason other than if you want that magic of resonance you have to tune yourself to the people you most admire Mm. and respect and then contribute yourself and your services wholeheartedly without any expectation to that resonant field And that's all I've ever done with the people that I love. And that's why we have these beautiful friendships. So instead of go to try and work with somebody or get something from somebody or do, you know, it's like, if you love something, how can you serve it? Period. Right. Right. And that's what I've learned. And that's like to forge any friendship, whether the person is like, Pulitzer Prize winning Oscar winning or just you know on some corner in Bangladesh like equally important parameters of how we treat other humans you know Mm -hmm. so I have learned from these people that it takes a ton of laser beam focus like you have to be willing to sacrifice so much to distill things to the nectar and then serve them back to your comrades and tribe in a way that's like serves serves as an adaptogen or serves as a bridge between communities or serves as a spiritual ministry like to give yourself fully and deeply like you just mm. you, you see how much these people surrender and how beautiful that connection to spirit is within them all you know like all are are humble and grateful for something way bigger than themselves
0: that's I really love that because for a lot of people out there probably not people that are listening to this podcast but for people that still have that meme that story that um, you know the quote unquote rich and famous are they have a story about that like how they became that and it's usually a negative depiction like oh they're probably not grateful they probably have like Uh, imbalanced work relationships or whatever these stories are but when you really surround yourself with a lot of these people that are resonant to you as you said um, you learn that these are real people and they're really dedicated and not just dedicated to the quote unquote work but they're successful oftentimes because they're dedicated to their relationships
1: yeah absolutely I think that that's true and in addition I feel like um there is that trap of materialism within our society or shallowness and things and as you Have more resources, it just gets magnified, right? Mm, So mm -hmm. it's epidemic within our culture, just as the pharmaceutical industry and all these things that take hold of humanity. I mean, like, our imagination is the most precious resource that we have. Mm. It's the only thing they can't take away from us. They'll try and subdue us with you know florida whatever's going on in the air whatever's going on in the frequencies but still you can ground in and root through the ancestors and through something so much greater than yourself and through society so it is a, a danger trap and there is those perceptions for a valid reason but you know it's like half of the story there's like a yin and yang balance it's how we've got trump on one side and bernie on the other it's like we're in a world of juxtaposition Mm. and like we're we're in a time of of depression throughout the world and so to Mm. seek abundance is a revolutionary act to have compassion is a revolutionary Mm. act to like live out your purpose and seek out your truth and not be afraid like you know when you're working with people in different parts of the world that have almost nothing and everything to lose and they're still willing to like just stand up and you know give voice to the voices like I don't know I think that uh, I've met so many brilliant people in my life um, that I feel inspired for the next phase of our humanity and I see that in leaving New York and cities and epicenters London and being here in this island space and really yeah just honing in on the fact that we are in a time of transition we are imaginal selves we are the ones bringing forth the new world right now we are birthing it that like and to to give reverence and respect to you know the women that are birthing the new generations and the creation and to create that balance and that's why i've been working so fiercely on women's issues but also animal and environmental issues but it's it's that if we have the opportunity to speak then we also have the opportunity to speak for others who Mm. don't have the opportunity to speak only one third of the world has internet access anyway you know and so it's like if you have that chance to reach out in any way shape or form like whether you can be you know the number one person in your field with five million zillion likes or you can be the person who just goes out and like cleans up the backyard for an elderly neighbor Mm. like both is equally important right and so yeah i've learned from these people that if you were given a supernova amount of energy then you use it and if you were given a little Mm, sprinkle of energy use use it
0: it. use whatever you have yeah
1: and just yeah so beautiful
0: Mm, i love that so okay let's talk about this incredible book project you've been working on the rise of the butterfly there's it's an incredible metaphor It is incredible real implications and it's just an amazing project that I've seen you just like, like putting your, your nose to the grindstone, like fiercely working on this (laughs) thing. And let's jump into that.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, Gloria had presented me the opportunity to, choose one project, any one project that I wanted to do, and she would help me bring that to life. And so I spent time thinking through the, like, tens of thousands of images and ideas and ways to go, and I really felt that um, using the simple metaphor of the butterfly, everybody understands that for transformation. It's like the most basic way that we can see something metamorphosized but we are Mm -hmm. those metamorphic Mm -hmm. creatures Mm -hmm. and so it's taking such a simple and beautiful concept and applying it to ourselves and applying it to our ways of interacting with and respecting and um, dealing with each other and uh particularly focused on the the role of women because we've learned that like through non and and work when they give to the women in the community there's about a 80 percent higher return to the community mm-hmm. so it's just that mm-hmm. the women are investing cooperatively instead of competitively and that's the model that we need to have for this new time mm-hmm. so it's not so much a male or female thing but it's more that we are in a time where we need to move into cooperation and so we're allowing space for that and it's a blueprint where we're not denying all of the hardships and all of the things that we've individually and socially and globally been through so we examine those and that's the caterpillar body and then that body at some point literally can't grow any larger it's reached its maximum capacity and so it's like beginning to die it's imploding mm-hmm. and that's what our world is doing right now right we overtax something and it begins to implode and during that implosion literally as the majority of the cells are dying and fighting each other and committing suicide there are these cells that are genetically just the same as the others but they're reacting completely differently to the situation and they're holding a blueprint for something far greater than what they are right now this cell in a dying world and they create so much power and momentum and they Bond together and they join forces over and over again until the transformation of the butterfly is so exciting and so powerful and has such a momentum that the caterpillar literally melts away and becomes the cocoon for which the butterfly to crystallize and come forth into this world in all of its bones mm. and beauty and strength and reverence and so it's an ode to the fact that we are imperfectly perfect that this like striving for perfection in this instant gratification society is like a byproduct of a dying creature and that there's like this ancient art of of moving forward with faith and strength into the the new frontier so it's an it's an ode to pioneers it's an ode to the innovators it's full of interviews um and also exercises and um, different sort of practical things that people can do and implement as well as being a resource guide for numerous ways they can plug in and get involved in their local communities. So it has those practical implications. And then overarching, it's an art book. It's a large coffee table book, photography book that will showcase art from journeys across all sorts of beautiful and intense places.
0: Mm, I love the metaphor of the caterpillar having to go through the chrysalis and then evolve into the butterfly. And there's so many cool things about that. Um, I like the perspective of the imaginal cells. Mm -hmm. And I also like the idea that in our perfect imperfection, um, a lot of us feel like we are almost everything's aligning in our life to to, you know, become the maturation of the butterfly and then to fly and use our wings. And um, for me, I know the way that I interact with that metaphor is that I feel like the butterfly whose wings are flapping, but there's like one toe that's still stuck in the (laughs) chrysalis. And so it's kind of an interesting thing where even despite my best efforts as a human being even even if i try to hold myself back the wings are flapping at this point because so much momentum like you said has picked up over the years where like it's actually unavoidable so i could i could let go and let the old life kind of fade away and die out and recycle and then become the thing that i was meant to become um or I can just keep fighting it with those little little habits or little patterns. Um, but I'm going to be pulled out of it some way because the, the wings are flapping.
1: Right. You're either going to be pulled out and down as debris
0: <laughs> or you're going
1: to rise like the butterfly. So that's the mm. choice, right? And we all – it's – I mean – happiness and neuroplasticity like rewiring oneself is a conscious effort of repetition Mm. of small things in new directions constantly so i think the most important thing is that if you want to fly then be conscious of it and Mm. know that it's it's not a given it's it is not a given like many of those butterflies will fall even still even if they've made it that far Mm -hmm. and it's only if you take the time to breathe in and like you said address those last little things that are holding you to the chrysalis that one really has the chance to fully soar so you know like you were saying earlier about God, not just being without, but also mm. within and us being responsible for our own connection to that creative force mm. that's propelling us. Like if we don't plug in, we don't fly. right? <laughs> like the magic is the willingness to like open up, right?
0: Yes. I, I'm so glad you said it the way you just did. It's like, I'm constantly reminding people that they have a choice, like I, I just feel like the biggest epidemic disease is not heart disease, it's not cancer, it's the origin of those things which started from some form of excusitis.
1: Yes. And in the way yeah,
0: like in the in the, the simplest way that it's it's very subtle, but we create these self generated excuses for why we can't change a pattern, why we can't change a diet, why we can't change a relationship, whatever it Maybe. And that's that becomes reinforced neurologically as you said. So the neuropathways have to be um changed out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I in what you're saying I think that um I would say that with compassion to the vast majority of human beings that are stuck in patterning like ancestrally we come from industrialized times and times of serfdom and times of Mm -hmm. slavery and oppression and all these things that are going on so people are wounded like people are walking wounded and the vast majority of almost everybody i've ever encountered has at least one or to, like, deep open wounds in their being that don't allow for that full embodiment that is our birthright. Um, And so the revolution, I think, is to slow down enough and scale down enough stop needing and wanting so much long enough to Mm -hmm. address your wounds heal your wounds in any way with as much love and tenderness and as remedies and formulas and wellness coaching and movement mind body soul all of it that you can so that you can actually have the strength to embody what we need to transform on a global level Because if we can't do it on personal levels, we can't do it on a global level, right? So, I think address those wounds, let them be healed, and then move into how exciting it is to transform your Mm -hmm. neuroplasticity. Once you can up level past that basic, like if you're walking around with a broken leg, like you're not going to think too much about how you're going to fly and soar you're going to think about like am i going to be crawling in a few days like mm-hmm. this despair mm-hmm. sets in so we have to that's why i make art because art inspires people and people are what changed the world our inspiration is what changes the world to be happy despite And to be consciously aware of all the horrors and atrocity and still source that beauty and be willing to actually become a waterfall of it and a reservoir of it for Mm -hmm. humanity. Like, that is, to me, the most beautiful revolution. So if we can reach that place within where we're actually genuinely overflowing, like, that is what makes supernova humans like and that's Mm. what we need right now we're in a spiritual drought we're in an information drought there's all these beautiful tools of knowledge that you provide for people like wellness coaching mind body and soul is probably the most important thing of our time like art and and the Mm. art of the body the art of the self the art of the spirit like i see them deeply interwoven
0: this is an interesting thing that you bring up um I feel like most people are trying to get to a, to their pathway towards success. I mean, not success, but happiness, because ultimately that's what people are trying to get to. Right. Um, they're trying to get it from a mechanistic, like formulaic way. Like there's a formula to, to their happiness. But I like how you're talking about the word art is we have a disconnection from the art of happiness. And happiness is so diverse. It actually has to be a way of life it's an art form opposed to trying to um you know create like seven steps to happiness or something like that
1: yeah I mean it's like a jazz like art is abstract art is literal art is written it's spoken it's felt it's like art is absolutely in every way that you are and everything Mm. that you do and so you know the school teachers and artists and the person working at the old person's home as an artist and the person who's in front of me right now is an artist. Like, and I think that that's the most, to me, that's living out, um, A life of of spirit is to feel the art is the creator. You're co-creating with God. You're like in this equal, you know, you take dominion over your own life. You don't let other personalities have effect over you. You don't surrender to an almighty force outside of yourself. Mm. You co-create and in all cases we're co-creating we're inescapably connected to each other we have no choice (laughs) you know you're breathing in the air of your enemies whether you like it or not it's recycled Mm. from someone else's lungs you have to deal with it we're interconnected like we're in this quantum unified field force and it's rippling out and you just have to surrender to it at some point right and (laughs) And, we'll, and peace is the only win-win situation. Right. It's the only one. And so if we're all connected, then if you're fighting someone else, you're fighting yourself and it sucks. Ooh,
0: you remember that Wren study that was talking about how they've exhausted all the, the potentials that – um, there could be a military solution to world peace. And they came to find out that there is actually no militarized solution for world peace. The only solution is when you go into communities and you provide the bare essentials at, at you know baseline. When everyone has their needs met, then there's conversations, then there's solutions. So you actually... On some level that what you're talking about, like there's a surrender principle, like even like what you just said about you're breathing in the air of your quote-unquote enemies. That's – you have to surrender to that. Like you just like get over it. It's like, whoa, okay, So like this combative, agitating kind of thing that we have oftentimes where we're resisting something, the very solution to most of our problems and definitely with people – definitely with people is a you have to surrender right
1: yeah and and surrendering doesn't mean being weak or docile it Mm -hmm. means like just knowing that you can't address a problem from the level it's created right it's like that you have to rise to a higher level to address any problem so if you're just picking at a wound like a motorcycle going by and you just have to deal with the noise pollution you don't you know but you don't let it infiltrate you don't like let it disturb your field we're still peaceful the sun is still setting everything is still beautiful right and it's that principle applied to all of life Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. there are going to be numerous obstacles and interferences and you'd be bored if there wasn't because we're alive to evolve right like in my deepest if i had one if i could reduce life to one word it would be evolution like the art of evolution like and i just think we're here like proteins in a dna expressing that art of evolution and and that's our job
0: tony robbins says that the fundamental need of every single human being is to feel like they're making progress so when you say evolution the word progress comes up for me Yeah, It's like if we feel like we're progressing in certain areas of our life, then it's kind of like that sympathetic overload, that stress state um, that a lot of us carry. It kind of gets downregulated and we feel like even though certain areas may not be perfect, we feel like we're moving forward. We feel like – I feel like when I'm making progress, even in my darkest times of stagnation, if something comes through – it could be the smallest thing but it gives me that little burst it's like oh okay I'm, I'm connected to the divine again i'm not isolated in my own little human experience there is a you know it's 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 interesting the whole human experience right but i, I like that like i feel like that's totally true like as an evolutionary genetically um program for evolution it would make sense
1: yeah for sure and progress ebbs and flows right but right. it should never it's linear it shouldn't plateau mm-hmm. like when it plateaus is when we get stagnant and when you get stagnant things literally stink like i mean it's like creates this sulfur it creates this like acid in your body it creates this anger and rage like people don't want to be trapped in the rat race people don't want to be like there's there's enough resources for everybody in the world like let's be very clear on that and the only issue is with distribution Mm. so Mm. if we get healthy and we get wise we can redistribute and rebalance everything within our lifetimes like i'm very sure of it i um you know, skeptical in many regards, but my overall understanding of the world as I've seen and experienced is that evolution wants to win and it will find a way through us, you know. And those of us who are able to face this time of golden crisis and no longer tolerate that which is intolerable, be the lights to be the lighthouses for each other to turn on the light to like rip off the complaining to rip off the sadness to rip away the lethargic nature to like cleanse to dive into the ocean to open your mouth when you're scared like all of those things every single little thing that you do like that is us as a as a whole one step closer
0: Mm. who are some of the most influential people in your life
1: you, the sun, <laughs> this chicken outside. No, um, let me let me be okay. serious right now. Um, and I am serious about all this truth. But uh, I think some of the most influential people in my life are, I think Loretta Scott King mm. and Martin Luther King. Definitely pinnacle examples of the highest resonating truth I could possibly imagine. Super beautiful. And, uh, you know like what Reverend Michael said, like Martin Luther King was like, he had a dream. He didn't have a complaint. He right, had right, a dream, right. 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 <laughs> right. And that's what those people inspires me. Gloria Steinem inspires me because she lives her truth. Like she yeah. goes out into the field and every day works for other human beings and for balance and for honesty. And, um, I mean, so many of the people in the science and the healing, the healing field and, like, noetic sciences, quantum physics, those sorts of things are vital for me. Um, and artists, I love Salvador Dali and Ernest Foods and Alex Gray, Amanda Sage, Andrew Jones. All the visionary artists have always really moved me as well as a lot of the beat poets. And... Um, bruce lipton i really love that dude epigenetics has had a like really interesting effect on my personal life and evolution like there was the time several years ago when i was like in a state of paralysis and in a state of near blindness like 93 percent or more and Mm -hmm. um so i really that's when i left new york city i left the art world. I mean, I didn't leave it, but I transplanted myself here, even though my heart and soul is still deeply and always connected. But, um, yeah, the exploration that we can change and we can evolve on all levels, like right down to the DNA, like which he thought for 50 years or whatever, has we've been told is the controlling factor of our life. And then we learn that's just a hypothesis. And that actually 80% of our... You know our gene codes are responding to environmental cues.
0: Mm. Um, right.
1: I love dancers more than anything. Like photographing some of some of the most uh, world-renowned dancers and seeing them just like soar and move through these. You know their body is their art. Like that to me is the most incredible thing to just be that directly connected to spirit. But um. I, yeah, I've had the great fortune of, wow, there's just super, I could go on for hours. In my in my book, actually, I have like three pages of people that I just thank in the beginning because there's, in every field, like, I, I'm all about fusion, like, yeah. and so I look for masters in every field, uh, you know, in... Tony Robbins, Reverend Michael Beckwith, Ricky Byers Beckwith, all of those people that I love and revere for their spiritual self. And, um, you know, there's so many people working in the women's movement or Jane Goodall, like Mm. meeting her was the sweetest moment of my entire life. Mm. I was just watching,
0: um, the, her documentary, um, Yesterday. Yeah. After we had that talk about my desire to to raise a rescued tiger cub Mm -hmm. and then maybe even eventually start a tiger sanctuary fund or be a part of it, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I went and watched that documentary on Jane Goodall and I was like, whoa, this is just too, too incredible.
1: Yeah, and talk about magic. I mean, that's magic. Like, that is really knowing your output influence and how to speak an invisible language. Like, how to connect with life beyond words, beyond any boundaries, like beyond creature boundaries. Like, Mm -hmm. to dive that deep into the essence of what life is, man. And I got to be eye to eye with a tiger earlier this year i was telling you in that photo shoot it's like just to be face to face and not be afraid like just take however long it takes to move past instinctual fear into connectivity
0: Mm, what just came up for me when you said that was um oftentimes all we have to do is reinterpret what we're afraid of because mm-hmm. we can both be looking at the same thing but see something completely different, right? So someone right. could look at tiger as this, like, savage, carnivorous killing machine and be totally scared of it. yeah. And then someone else could look at it like this magnificent, perfected, wild, uninhibited, beautiful creature. And so naturally, you know that there is a potential danger of being that close, but your heart is there's a resonance there somehow with that that animal, which is an experience that I'm really inspired to have. Like I was telling you, like there's nothing in my life that could match that moment in time where I'm standing face-to-face with a fully grown tiger and I'm staring right at it and we're looking at each other um, as naive as it might sound to some of you listening because you don't have full context (laughs) of the story, but looking, you know, as friends, as, as two... Um, creatures that have been bonded together, you know, not as potential prey um, or anything like that. You know, no fear.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's like transhuman, like no fear to connect with that's nature real to ground in. Yeah,
0: <laughs> not this other story.
1: Exactly. <laughs> well, we're not even going to dive there. No, but, we're not. Um, <laughs> uh, Yeah, the ability to connect with life force, to connect with the energetic field, to connect with the impulse of existence. It's running through everything. Mm. Even, you know, once you even start to treat inanimate objects with respect. Like, that's like when I was um, working with, I spent a lot of time working with Rinpoche's and monks and spent some time... Um, on the edge of Nepal doing work and um, the Dalai Lama and like spending time in this whole field and so much of the practice was giving reverence and giving Mm. respect and with no expectation but just in generating reverence and respect is the most holy thing that you can do like to see the beauty in things and to not be afraid to say something is beautiful to say mm. you know how amazing this is that it came from blah 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 to come to us here you know deep from the roots of the earth it was seeded and born and it mm. came to this place and it's so it's tracking everything back to its roots and once you can do that you see the sacredness and in, in everything
0: mm. that's really amazing um We have a little bit of time left. There's so many different areas that we could... I mean, we have tons of conversations, so this could easily go in any kind of direction. It's been so amazing so far. Um, You know, when is your book coming out? When can everyone, like, get a hold of this? I mean, I know it's gone through different stages, right?
1: Right. So this particular project is in its um, cocoon phase okay. so okay. Uh, that's what I'll be doing here for the summer <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <Yeah. laughs>
1: um, personal transformation with yeah we have a Rainbow Mars coming out and we're going to work with the oils and all different ways of doing personal transformation so mm. that I'll have six months to create the book And six months to metamorphosize. So, those are my only two focuses. And then go back to New York and, you know, have some big museum shows and gallery stuff. And probably, yeah, there's so there's this book that will launch a whole thing along with other books and projects and uh raw food cookbook and things that i've participated in doing the photography for and another book that i'm doing on copulating creatures and so there's different different elements so this year um it's like the fullest bloom year right it's Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. all the buds like when when a tree starts to like blossom on all the branches like cherry blossoms you know it's not just like one or two flowers it's like you know the mangosteen tree that takes so long to 17 years to fruit or something like I feel like yeah it will be that that burst of overnight success kind of moment Uh like a huge bursting to the next level and I'm Mm. excited to quantum leap and the only yeah, the primary reason that I'm so excited to share is because of this evolutionary impulse that's running through all of us as imaginal cells right now, right here in this lifetime, coming together to bring forth all the nectar. So this book is my offering to the the table of incredible people bringing incredible tools, and I'm just mm-hmm. excited to see how we all help each other grow into bigger and better more luminescent versions of ourselves so that we can be a flock of butterflies like phoenix is rising you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i see it and i feel it for sure
0: what's uh what's something you would share with anyone listening um people that are listening are clearly in a resonant frequency to this conversation otherwise they wouldn't be listening right (laughs) right what would you share with them that they can take away
1: um, that nothing is simple but everything can be simplified and the juggling forever is not as exciting as cultivating quality so yeah I would say in a a time of mass production and mass consumption, that quality is much more important than quantity and that the content of your soul is more important than anything else. And Mm. how do we gain the world without losing our soul? Mm -hmm. You know, that's the question I ask myself every day. Am I doing something that's actually serving some form of evolution? Am I adding to the creative or the destructive force Mm-hmm. so i would say if you're listening that you're a person that wants to ask yourself all these kind of questions as a check and balance for
0: mm-hmm. for
1: everything because all the little things like i'm so far from where i want to be right and instead of fall into despair we realize that evolution can't unfold all at once a Right. It, it's not meant to the tree <laughs> mm-hmm. doesn't sprout up overnight it takes time and it grows rings mm-hmm. year by year mm-hmm. so it's having the wisdom to know that I'm in process and that you're in process yeah. and not to beat yourself up for being at any sort of part in the process but to embrace where you are and where you're going at the same time
0: yeah it sounds like that old, that old school wisdom that my grandmother used to give me just be patient patience is the ultimate virtue
1: yeah, I'm a little bit old school slash a little bit postmodern uh-huh. <laughs> mix,
0: yeah, fusion. That's beautiful. There's
1: some great old-fashioned virtues that should that are uh, sacred.
0: Hmm. So, where can everybody find more about you and your work?
1: They um, could go to shows that are are going on this year in different parts of the globe, which could be found on my website which is LaylaloveArt dot com. If you want to explore Rise of the Butterfly, that's riseofthebutterfly.com. dot com. We're also yeah, working on outfit of Quality and launching this into tangible platform so i would love people if they they choose to explore to also say hello and say hi and say how they want to Mm. co-create and collaborate because i'm much more interested in that and there's so much to share and do and i want to make art as big as You know, we have to create on the scale that people are destroying, if not greater, right? So the biggest, boldest, most things and most momentum we can do. So I invite, like, every single person to say hello and let's see what strengths we have and how we share and how we grow together. Mm, So that's my real invitation. Come say Mm, hi. I
0: love it. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: It's my pleasure. Mm. Thank you yeah
0: and for all of you listening thank you for joining us for another episode of the official ronnie landis podcast show and as always i just really appreciate you taking the time to take in all the wisdom and insights and perspectives of me and the guests on these shows and check out layla's work if it resonates with you clearly you're still listening to this so It's got your attention, take action, check out her work, see how it inspires you. And then as she said, if it does, then connect with her, right?
1: And if it doesn't connect with me, I'm open to the whole spectrum. Nice. There you go. Yeah.
0: Okay. So thank you guys for tuning in. Until next time, much aloha.
1: Aloha.